It's Wednesday, June 7th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where we had to double-check the year on our calendars after seeing that Chris Christie is running for president again. Yeah, this is the part where we crack a joke about him, but that might be a George Washington bridge too far. Yikes! <laughs> but deadass, he's about 15 years too late. Not 10, 15. 15. On today's show, the Atlanta City Council approved funding for the controversial Cop City training facility, Plus, Hollywood actors could join writers on the picket lines later this month. But first, as if being in the middle of a huge international conflict wasn't enough already, a major dam and power system in southern Ukraine collapsed yesterday, unleashing serious flooding that has washed out villages, crops, and forced thousands of people to evacuate their homes. The Kokova Dam is located within a Russian-occupied part of Ukraine. The river it was located on divides the Russian-occupied territory from land that is still held by Ukraine. And the dam itself held back a body of water that was approximately the size of the Great Salt Lake in Utah. So not an insignificant amount of water here. Yikes. And, you know, that was until the dam was destroyed on Tuesday. Both Russia and Ukraine are blaming each other for the dam's explosion. They have both described it as a terrorist act and as an ecological disaster. At this time, it's not yet clear what exactly happened or which country is responsible, though U.S. intelligence is leaning towards Russia being responsible, which I feel like is probably not a surprise for anyone listening to this. The least surprising surprise there could be. And another not surprising component of all this is that Zelensky actually asked for help supporting and protecting the dam last October. So there's that on top of everything. Yeah. What else do we know so far? Yeah. So in terms of human impact, at least 16,000 homes have been destroyed by the flooding so far. Thousands more are at risk. Emergency crews rushed to evacuate the most vulnerable people on the western side of the river but the Eastern Bank was more difficult to immediately assess. This flooding could also have major impacts on the agricultural areas that are downstream. Global prices of wheat and corn already jumped in the past day over fears that crops will be destroyed or that Ukraine won't be able to ship them out. Ukraine is a major supplier of many crops around the world. Mm -hmm. And at home, Ukraine may not be able to keep an affordable supply of these crops just for people to eat if they are impacted by the flooding. And as I said, Russia and Ukraine are both currently claiming that this was carried out by the other side. In addition to all the damage you described, there are some other serious concerns here. Can you outline some of those for us? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the Geneva Convention explicitly prohibits targeting things like dams during war because of the threat that it poses to innocent civilians, just people living their lives. So yeah. if this was an act of war, which is the natural assumption, dams don't just blow up on a Tuesday morning out of nowhere, this was most certainly a war crime, which also is the least surprising surprise, as you said, coming from Russia. Russia has committed war crimes over the course of this conflict that has lasted over a year long now. This would not be the first time. It probably will not be the last. Yep. Also of major concern here, the Zaporizhia nuclear plant is another huge factor. It's located upstream of the dam. And though it isn't immediately threatened by this, this does pose a risk of overheating the plant and it could in turn threaten Ukraine's electricity supply. And the timing of all of this, I'll say, is rather suspect as well. This coincided with what was thought to be the start of Ukraine's long-awaited counteroffensive. Unleashing a massive flood into another country certainly limits 
that country's options for carrying out anything like that because lots of resources need to be diverted in order to protect innocent people, to feed them, to rebuild from the damage. All of these people and all of these areas are facing an incredible amount of destruction at this time because of this. So a really, really big, really shocking thing that happened here. I mean, when you put it like that, Priyanka, it's almost like Russia planned this out and timed it out or something. Like, yeah, wow. Wouldn't be the craziest thought to have. In other news, we have another Pride Month surprise. This time, a federal judge in Florida effectively blocked DeSantis's ban on gender-affirming care for trans youth and overruled the Florida law that banned minors from receiving puberty blockers. So take that, Ron DeSantis, pal. <laughs> <laughs> We love the punch. We love the punch. U.S. District Judge Robert Hinkle, a President Clinton appointee, called the decision to pursue the ban on puberty blockers and hormonal treatment a political decision and not a, quote, legitimate state interest. And that, quote, the elephant in the room should be noted at the outset. Gender identity is real, period. I mean, the period came from me, but y'all get it. You know, it worked. We liked it. (laughs) To further drive the point home, Judge Hinkle went on to state in yet another mic drop moment that, quote, dog whistles ought not be tolerated and, quote, there is no rational basis for a state to categorically ban these treatments. Now, I want DeSantis and all of the anti-LGBTQ plus and anti-trans Republicans who are advancing similar bills across the country to eat it. Like, just eat it. No doubt. This is a huge win for parents and trans kids. A huge win for, like, what is right in this world, which feels like something to celebrate. Imagine. That is a thing to celebrate at this point in time. But can you tell us a little bit more about the specifics of this particular case? This lawsuit was brought by three trans youth and their families who argued that the ban is unconstitutional and that the minors would, quote, suffer irreparable harm if they were not allowed to continue accessing hormones and other types of gender-affirming treatments. Upon reviewing Judge Hinkle's ruling, one of the plaintiffs identified only as Jane Doe and her child as Susan said in a statement, quote, today, my entire family is breathing a huge sigh of relief, knowing we can now access the treatment that we know will keep Susan healthy and allow her to continue being the happy, confident child she has been. Now, it's important to keep in mind that this ruling is a temporary block, a preliminary injunction that only applies to the three minors involved in the case and not to all trans youth in Florida who may be feeling the irreparable harm that the plaintiffs referenced in this case. But this ruling could have an impact on whether or not the ban ultimately survives the legal challenges that are making their way through the court. And it's also critical to note that this ruling does not address the ban on surgery for minors, nor language that makes it difficult for adult trans people to access gender affirming care. So there's still a lot of work to do to ensure that trans people have all of the care and support that they need in Florida. Definitely true. So how are Florida Republicans reacting to this ruling so far? Like, I don't even want to know, but please, please tell us. (laughs) I mean, naturally, Ron DeSantis was unavailable for comment, but it's clear Mm. what he thinks as he's running for president on his inhumane anti-LGBTQ plus agenda that he pushed through the Florida state legislature at warp speed. And the sponsor of the original legislation in question, Republican state representative Randy Fine, said, quote, we will not stop fighting to defend children. Of course, by that he means he will not stop explicitly targeting and harming LGBTQ youth, but okay. They like say one thing and like what they're doing is just the exact opposite. It's like, why do you keep 
doing that? Why do you keep lying? It's strange. It's bizarre. I mean, but it's the thing of the Republican Party because beyond Florida, we also know that Republicans across the country are passing anti-trans laws at a fast clip. According to the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, 20 states have already passed bans on gender-affirming care for minors, and seven additional states are considering similar bans. Thankfully, advocates, trans youth, and their families and physicians are challenging these laws, and we can only hope for more positive outcomes to overturn these bans. This is also part of the reason why the Human Rights Campaign has declared a national emergency as LGBTQ plus people are being attacked from every which way by Republicans. Of course, we'll keep following this story and all the lawsuits to protect trans rights, but that's the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. First, we have an update on a story that we told you about yesterday. Despite widespread opposition, the Atlanta City Council ultimately decided to allocate $31 million in public funds to help build the 85-acre police training facility known as Cop City. The 11 to 4 vote came down just after 5 a.m. Tuesday morning after hundreds of people crowded Atlanta City Hall and waited for hours to voice their concerns and opinions, many of whom were staunchly against the facility. The approval means that taxpayer money will go toward building the $90 million facility. And in a leaseback agreement, the city will also have to pay another $36 million over 30 years for the city's police force to actually use it. I feel like we've done several episodes on this topic. If you want to know how we feel, if you couldn't already gauge by the way that we sound. But yeah, this is preposterous. And in some unexpectedly serious news about an unserious sport, the PGA Tour, which organizes many of the biggest tournaments in golf, announced that it is merging with Live Golf, a Saudi-backed league that has lured world-renowned golfers away from other circuits. Live and the PGA Tour have had very public clashes that have divided the sport globally, so imagine making a public announcement that you're now besties with your arch nemesis. But more importantly, Live is bankrolled by PIF, one of the world's largest independent wealth funds, which is headed by Saudi crown prince and royal psychopath Mohammed bin Salman. Mm. There's a lot of cash behind the curtains of this announcement, no doubt, and it follows a more recent pattern of Middle Eastern investment in professional sports in Europe and beyond, including PIF's takeover of the Newcastle United soccer team in 2021 and the United Arab Emirates picking up smaller Australian and American soccer teams. Human rights groups were quick to denounce the Live Golf merger and criticize the PGA for, quote, giving in to the Saudi government. And personally, my favorite response was from one Senator Chris Murphy, who tweeted that the PGA officials were apparently in his office just a few months ago, seeing how the Saudis' human rights abuses disqualified them from owning a stake in the American company. But here we are. Cream is the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Three people were killed and dozens of others were injured in southern Haiti after a 4.9 magnitude earthquake hit the island early Tuesday morning. This comes just days after Haiti was hit with heavy rainfall and severe flooding over the weekend that left at least 42 people dead and dozens more hurt. According to a statement from Haitian officials, the flooding and resulting landslides have displaced more than 13,000 people, and there's mounting concern that Haiti could be hit with more torrential rain in the coming days as hurricane season continues. 
George Santos will have to spill the tea over who helped bail him out last month after he was indicted for money laundering and other fraud charges. That's according to a ruling from U.S. Magistrate Judge Ann Shields, who said she'll keep the names of the people who co-signed his half-million-dollar bond sealed for now to give Santos time to appeal. The decision came a week after news organizations asked Judge Shields to release their names, arguing that it's a matter of public interest. Santos, for his part, said this week he'd be willing to go to jail to keep their identity secret. Like, bro, you're not a journalist. These are not sources. Chill the fuck out. In a letter sent to the judge Monday evening, Santos's lawyer argued that revealing their names would mean they would, quote, likely suffer great distress, may lose their jobs, and God forbid, may suffer physical injury. Santos and his legal team have until noon Friday to appeal the decision and taking physical injury off the table, of course. These people deserve to be embarrassed and dragged publicly for backing Joanne the Scammer with a half million dollars. Like, I want to know each and every one of these people immediately immediately yeah i didn't even know that people got to do this and like not be attached to it like that feels so like why privilege yeah i don't know just a thought one of many things that is baffling about our our justice system Mm. members of sag aftra the union representing hollywood actors overwhelmingly voted to authorize a strike by the end of the month unless they can sign a new labor contract with studios and production companies The union, which represents about 160,000 TV and film actors and other broadcast talent, said on Monday night that 98% of its members approved the action. That is a stunningly high number. That is higher than the number of the percentage of writers who voted to authorize the strike for the Writers Guild. Very, very high. The vote comes amid the ongoing Hollywood writers' strike that has been going on for over a month now, and many SAG-AFTRA members have joined their striking Writers Guild colleagues on the picket lines to show their solidarity. Both unions have similar demands. Actors are seeking better compensation, especially over residual payments from streaming platforms. SAG-AFTRA members have also voiced concerns over how AI could threaten their jobs as well. While Monday's vote doesn't guarantee that actors will walk off the job, an actor's strike could further disrupt the film and TV industry that is already struggling without its writers. The deadline for a new contract is June 30th, and contract negotiations are set to begin today. Do what? Do what? Do what? Like, literally, your favorite show, Succession and Barry are over. Little Mermaid is killing it at the box office. Join the picket line. Strike, strike, strike. Now! Now is the time. (laughs) I mean, unless you're selling Sunset. I'm so sorry. If you're one of the selling Sunset girls, I need you to keep showing up to work every day. But everybody else, please do what you need to do to get what you need. We support you solidarity with the actors with the writers i love how you think the selling sunset girls are actors i mean like <laughs> like are they a part of sag well, i don't think so um but i selling sunset girls like is just to mean that like jason and brett oppenheim i'm so sorry like no they're not playing a large role i would say in the show period it's the ladies of that show that are carrying the drama but th- that's all i have to say about that No lies detected. And those are the headlines. We'll be back after some ads to consider whether it's really worth it to drop thousands of dollars on a pair of ski goggles from the future. No. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. 
Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty stores and Ulta.com. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? <laughs> or tax week? Man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's Wednesday, Wad Squad, and we are coming to you with another edition of a segment that we like to call Geek Squad, where we dive straight into an important story from the world of tech. If you are new here, Geek Squad is spelled with the word geeks, space, and then the acronym WAD. Totally fair use, but please do not ask us about USB cables. We cannot help you with that. You're I in the mean, wrong place. I wrong feel like Geek Squad. A, a low lift, Priyanka. But don't actually call um, me because I actually don't want to help. So, <laughs> yeah, USBs might actually be easy, but Juanita, we can't like make it seem like we're available over here. Absolutely Completely no. unavailable. Yeah. Yes. We're on the same page here. Earlier this week, Apple kicked off its annual Worldwide Developers Conference, a chance for the tech giant to showcase its new products and technologies. This year's WWDC promised to be its biggest yet. After months of rumors that the company was set to unveil its very own virtual reality headset, here is Apple CEO Tim Cook, a.k.a. Tim Apple, making the big reveal during Monday's (laughs) keynote address. Introducing Apple Vision Pro. Vision Pro is a new kind of computer that augments reality by seamlessly blending the real world with the digital world. That didn't really sound like a great pitch to me. Like, I'm not uh, jumping up and down about this. (laughs) Yeah, listen, um, maybe it depended on the visuals, but I'm just going to say, like, we weren't Mm. sold by that. (laughs) Anyways. If that didn't paint the picture for you, just imagine putting on a clunky pair of ski goggles and having all of your apps, text messages, and 5 billion Slack notifications flooding your field of vision because that is what Apple Vision Pro 
purports to do. But if there is one thing that puts the reality back in virtual reality, it is the price tag because Tim Cook left that crucial detail for the very end. <laughs> Take a listen to what one audience member recorded during the in-person event. Apple Vision Pro starts at 34. It's going to be available early next year on Apple.com. Oh my God, you can't even hear the race. They're too busy booing. They said, do you have McDonald's money? Like that was the vibe I was getting. Like, how dare you? $3,500 for some ski goggles, please. Priyanka, are you spending your coins on this? Well, absolutely no. But like, it's also wild because (laughs) the people in this audience are like journalists and then a bunch of people who paid to be here, like paid a non-insignificant amount of money to listen to this. Wait, they paid to sit in lawn chairs outside and watch a screen? I mean, like, I got to be honest with you. I was told this by our producer that we call ourselves Geek Squad. I don't really identify as a geek in this way. But uh, I've been told that they pay good money to attend this. So that fact that they, the, like, target audience for this shit is balking at the price should really, really be telling. At least to me. There's a reason why I'm not an early adopter. I ain't paying 3500 for any of this. No, hard pass. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. I got to say, the only thing that sounds appealing to me about this, like that I have like been like, oh, I wish I had that at some point, is like some kind of map app being like, you can see like where you're going instead of having to look at your phone. Uh, but I imagine you look like more of an idiot. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're getting mugged because you don't have any other. You look like more of an idiot with the ski goggles <laughs> staring got, at your phone. Exactly right. You're going to be a easy mark for, for being mugged. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that this sounds like something I'm jumping up and down to do, but sounds like we're on the same page here. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for this edition of Geek Squad. And don't forget, choose a strong password. That is all the tech help that we can give you. <laughs> But not too strong because you don't want to get locked out. And that's all I'll say. One more thing before we go. Cricket Media's newest limited series podcast, Dreamtown, the story of Adelanto, has premiered and the first two episodes are out now. It's about a small California city known for its massive detention centers and not much else. That is, until a stranger came to town with an idea to reinvent it with cannabis. Search for Dreamtown, the story of Adelanto, and listen for free wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, ignore the Slack notifications on your pricey VR headset, (laughs) and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just the short list of people willing to bail out George Santos like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at cricket.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And eat it, Roger Santos. Full disclosure, it's a Beyonce reference. If y'all know heated, eat it, eat it, yep. eat it, eat it, eat it. Mm, yummy, yummy. Come on. Yeah, Juanita's <laughs> singing it, and I'm just taking it in. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of things I could tell Ronda Santos, but eat it is probably the nicest one. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producer is Itzi Quintanilla. Raven Yamamoto and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers and our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad.